I've enjoyed having time. I've enjoyed having time to do things. So it, just, it hasn't been a rat race. It hasn't been a stressful job. It's been quite a nice job. And just time to do things and time to play around and time to decorate cakes. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Over the summer, we're going to catch up with previous guests and share yarns from their lives in food. Lauren Murdoch has been cooking on a cattle station in the Northern Territory and is always up for a great yarn. She joins us today to take us on a ride through the outback. Lauren, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good. It's always uh, entertaining to catch up with you. You've always got a story to share. What's the year been like for you in the Territory? Uh, it's been really good. It's been very enjoyable. I, After Voyager, I went back to Bullow River Station and I was there until September this year, which was great. And then the contract finished and I wasn't ready to come home because Sydney was still in lockdown then. So I went to the station next door, <laughs> Lejeune Station. They were looking for a cook just for a few months and so I, you know, I went there. So that was really good. And I finished there on Saturday and they flew me up to Darwin, so I've got a few days in Darwin, and then I'm coming home tomorrow. Wow. Which is well, a bit scary. Last time we caught up with you, you had the most outrageous, crazy stories. Has, it, has there been any sort of wild adventures since we last caught up? Nothing quite probably as weird as um, <laughs> last year. I think maybe I'm just getting used to it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so at Bullo, it was really good. Um, I did quite a few outings and things. I managed to do a couple of days with the wildlife, uh, AWC, the Australian Wildlife Conservancy. I think I told you that they co-manage Bullo River. So they come and do counts of feral animals and weed management, land management, that kind of stuff. But they also um, have volunteers that come out and they do trappings of, you know, marsupials and things to give them a count of things. So I did that for a couple of days with them and we got choppered in and dropped on a site next to a beautiful waterfall and set the traps out and collected them the next morning to see what we caught. And then chop it up again and dropped it another waterfall at another spot and set up camp and, you know, had fires next to it. That was really lovely. That was really, really good. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it was good. I didn't do any horse riding this year. One thing, yeah, one thing I had was um, I had we had a pig. We got another pig. I think we had two pigs last year. But we got a pig this year and it was quite timid at first. But then I would feed it every day. And we became kind of good friends, even though I knew she was going to die and eat her. But it was just really me and her, you know, on the property. The, the other staff weren't really there then. So I'd take her for runs around the yard in the afternoon and she would do zoomies and she was kind of like a dog and I got her to sit and things and, you know, do all that kind of stuff and then eventually had to eat her. But, um, yeah, it was, it was it was a big sort of – not a big journey, but it was – I knew she was always going to be eaten. That was that was the fact. But I kind of thought, well, I'll give me a good sort of palliative care in the last few months of her life, um, lots of marshmallows and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty it – was, it was a thing. Like when she first died, when she first got shot, I knew it was going to happen soon. And I – you know, I, I did say goodbye. I said I wasn't going to say goodbye, but I said goodbye. And then I went to the camp and then I forgot something. So I drove back to the homestead and there she was hanging from the front of the forklift, being taken over to the tub. No one, okay, fine. That's happened. But then I thought, well, I have to go and see what happens now. 
you know, that's the whole point of it. I don't well, I didn't have to, but I thought I should see what the process is. So we, you know, boiled a, a drum full of water and then we had a half drum and we set the water in there to 72 degrees or whatever and scraped all the fur off and then hung her up again and gutted her and dried her out in the cool room. So, yeah, that was that was an experience and, you know, I don't know. I probably wouldn't get as attached again, but there was sort of no one else around. So we just became friends anyway. Her name was Wiggy. She was a good pig. Anyway, that's... Did it, did it have an impact on you after building that close relationship and then and then was the eating experience different as well? Uh, not that different. Like as soon as she was dead, it was sort of over. Like she'd left. You know, she wasn't there anymore. She was she was a pig. But when I look back on videos and things, I go, oh, could I have saved her somehow and let her be free in the world? But um, no, it was not my choice. But um, yeah, she was very tasty, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, we didn't waste anything, so that was that was good. But yeah, um, yeah, if I could have saved her, I think I would have. But you know, that wasn't really my choice. But that was good. You've done some pretty incredible things in your career. You spent the last couple of years in the in the territory. What, what sort of impact has that had on you? Um, I've enjoyed having time. I've enjoyed having time to do things. So it just, it hasn't been a rat race. It hasn't been a stressful job. It's been quite a nice job. And just time to do things and time to play around and time to decorate cakes and things. And um, even though I really didn't have a budget, I always – there was a certain budget, but it was quite generous. So I get got to do nice things within those constraints. But um, I guess not having access to a lot of produce. So at Bullo, we used to get produce once a week. Um, at the next station of the June, we got it every two weeks. So that was, you know, a lot of – and then we had to order it two weeks out. So you kind of had to be a month ahead of everything, which was a bit of a challenge, but I got used to that. That was fine. But – um. Every now and then if I went to town, because June is a bit closer to Kununurra. It was near the border of Kununurra, and the only road in and out was to WA. You couldn't actually get to the Northern Territory from that station. But we were sort of in this weird bubble of WA, but not quite WA. So, yeah, if we went to town, we were only really supposed to go into town to get food and things. We weren't really supposed to go for recreation. So we had a Christmas party booked, but we weren't allowed to do that because it's still Northern Territory. But... We couldn't actually get out of the Northern Territory unless we went to WA, so that was that was a bit of something. Yeah, but it was good. It was good. It was enjoyable. And, and one other weird thing is when they did killers, so we did killers for ourselves, and most of the time they would break that down in the field. And you'd walk into the core room, and the core room would be full of animals, but it was it was weird feeling when it was still warm. You'd walk in the core room, it was still warm and flabby, and that was quite a strange experience. But it was, yeah, it was good. It was different. Very different. It's summer now. You've been experiencing a kind of summer for the last two years nonstop. But what what does food mean to you in summer? Food to me in summer means um, someone else doing all the cooking. (laughs) 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 Normally, normally in my family, um, I've been working up till Christmas Day, flat out. And obviously, you know, the last few weeks leading up to Christmas has generally been the busiest in the hospitality sort of thing, everyone having the Christmas parties. So Christmas Day, I've pretty much been given the day off most of the time. All I have to do is bring the cheese and maybe some bread, um, perhaps make a pate. Um, but pretty much everyone else does everything, which I'm very appreciative for. Sometimes I might chip in and help roast the veggies, but... 
But, uh, yeah, so this year we're having a small one at my sister's house. So I missed last year. Last year I can't remember what did Christmas Day. I think we had barramundi that someone caught and some prawns, but it was pretty low-key. So this year, um, yeah, my brother-in-law's done all the ordering and we're having oysters and prawns and things. So that'll be very nice indeed. It'll be good. What's it going to feel like when you get back to Sydney and, and how do you envisage spending your time um, back in uh, the city after being away for so long? I'm looking forward to going for a swim in the beach, the ocean. I'm looking forward to cold water coming out of the cold water tap. I haven't had a, a hot shower in a long time. Actually, I had one yesterday. Yesterday, we went swimming in the pool here at the, the resort in Darwin and suddenly this big storm came through. And we hid under the umbrella for a while and thought, this is stupid. We're not really staying very dry. So we jumped back in the pool and the pool was really warm. But then it was freezing outside of the pool. So we couldn't get out. I ended up staying in the pool for like three hours. And then suddenly did this mad dash and had my first hot shower in a while. But yeah, there's been no cold water coming out of the cold water tap for a long time. So little things like that. But um, seeing, the, seeing the case numbers today, I'm like, oh, what am I going back to? Of course, as everyone does. But um, I have to go back. I never planned to be away for this long. So it's time to sort of go home. But I might have another job, depending if WA opens their borders again, um, cooking for a small boutique campsite um, up on the border of sort of halfway between Broome and Kununurra um, called Mitchell Plateau, which is a beautiful series of waterfalls and there's four luxury tents. Um, I think the, main, the most number of guests is Normally it's around 14, but some days they cross over, so it's 28 for lunch or something. But, um, yeah, it's the wet season tour, so it's only flying in and flying out, and, you know, it's really wet and all the waterfalls are really flowing, and guests come for three nights, I think it is, and then they sort of rotate that over. So it's 10 days on and four days off. Um, so hopefully I can do that. And so I've got the job. I'm just hoping that WA somehow lets me back in anything could happen at this stage. We just sort of have to keep making plans and, and if they cancel, they cancel, I guess, these days, don't you? It's been a strange couple of years for everyone on the planet and you found yourself in the outback for a couple of years. What are you looking forward to um, in 2022? Still more experiences of travelling. I don't think I want to really go back to restaurants at the moment. I might one day. But um, I've enjoyed the freedom. I quite, I quite like working alone, so... Um, I've enjoyed just having my own space in the kitchen and doing my own thing. I've had help. I, this last job I had a kitchen hand, so that was quite nice. So she would help clean the kitchen and do some dishes and things like that. So that was really appreciated. But um, yeah, I kind of like working alone if I've got, you know, if I have the ability to do it all. And there's a nice number of guests, but um, yeah, it's quite good. So next year, I'm hopefully just doing a few more remote jobs. I've got about six lined up throughout the year. And then also thinking about maybe applying for Antarctica. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's all about the experiences now. You know, I'll see what happens. Who knows if I go back into restaurants. But at this stage, I just sort of, sort of keep getting out and having these amazing things. I actually feel like I've been in a dream for the last year and a half. With all these experiences, it's like it's something I would, you know, it's like a dream. And now it's like, oh, far out, that dream's finishing. But um, I can keep going. So that's good. New Year's Eve is just around the corner as well. Do, do you celebrate that and, and put on a feast? 
Uh, no, very rarely. I've actually, I was, no, no way. I remember the first year that um, we opened Felix and I'd been doing many, many hours and I had New Year's Eve off and I went with my sister and her two nieces were quite young at the time. We went for fireworks down the end of Balmain and I think I was in bed by 9.15 or something. It was like, this is the best thing in the world. I'm going to do this every New Year's Eve. <laughs> but I've worked a few. Last, the year that we had the bushfires, I did a dinner party for 15 at Point Piper and that was that was quite amazing. Um, to see the fireworks on the harbour, it's, it's always pretty good. But um, this year, yeah, who knows? I don't think I'll be doing much. Not really a New Year's Eve, but New Year's Day, I quite like doing something. So the last few years, my brother-in-law has had New Year's Day because his birthday is on New Year's Day, but this is the second year is cancelled again. But um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I'm looking forward, looking forward to coming home, seeing my friends and my family, and then leaving again as soon as I can. <laughs> well, I know you're en route uh, to Sydney uh, as we speak, and um, you, I know you're gonna. It's been a while since you've seen your family, so hope you enjoy that experience. And thanks again for catching up. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you maybe in Antarctica next year. <laughs> you think? <laughs> cool. Thanks, Ed. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.